Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to For Our Future. For Our Future is a new and emerging, fun and innovative, environmentally active talk show all about all of the environmental concerns for our future, both locally and for the future of planet Earth. I am your host, Selena Gentry, Media Lab Technician for the College of the Desert Radio, TV, and Media Department, and I'm joined by my co-host, Prema Walker, a professional sustainability consultant. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Prema Walker. I am a sustainability consultant. I take that title because I did an intensive training on permaculture and how to be sustainable, and I came from a country where we have to take care of everything and it's it's a type of lifestyle. It's not something you do separately every single day. So you weave that into your lifestyle. So considering all those things, I say that I'm a sustainability consultant who talks about all the practical levels, uh, practical things that we can do to be more sustainable. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the topic of sustainability specifically, just exactly what that word means in today's society and economy, and likewise how it directly applies to community college students here at College of the Desert. So I'm going to start by letting Prema define sustainability and just what exactly is meant by that word. Well, thank you, Selena. If we look at the definition of the sustainability, there are many meanings coming from different scenarios. Like if you're looking for sustainability for environmental conditions, there is a different meaning. If you're looking for sustainability for finance, there is a different meaning. So every each and every person can have their own meaning for sustainability in this age and with technology. So for me, I feel like sustainability is nothing but ability to sustain, no matter which um, subject we are taking or which area we are in. So I feel like sustainability can be defined as an ab- uh, the ability of a human to sustain in any given condition. So what do you think is your definition for sustainability? To me, it feels like survival, but not just survival, uh, also included in that would be quality of life, you know, um, being able to sustain that as well into the future for future generations for your children to watch your grandchildren grow and not have to suffer through all of the environmental changes that we are beginning to face because of global warming and um, all of the conservation efforts that we're going to have to make, uh, not just locally, but uh, definitely as a planet We need to all come together and start to just as individuals. And it's not going to be easy. There's going to be some challenges. But if we don't, I don't foresee a sustainable future. (laughs) So it's never late. Just start. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're aware that the average community college student is not a person of wealth. They are at a community college because they are trying to save money to help to, you know, sustain themselves uh, by taking at least two years of college at a two-year college that is less expensive than a four-year university where the cost of tuition is in the thousands per semester and continually rising, making it feel virtually impossible to attain a higher education in today's economy. And it's like a vicious cycle where you can't afford to pay for the education that is needed in order to land the job that you want that will 
uh, pay you enough to be able to afford the education that is needed and the housing and everything else that people are trying to live up to, um, just to feel like a normal member of society. So Mm -hmm. fortunately, this show is also all about offering solutions offering alternatives to breaking the cycle of what we've been doing, some way of solving these very common problems that we encounter along the road to success as college students who are struggling to afford even just their basic needs. So I thought a good place to start would be with the Basic Needs Center. College of the Desert is very fortunate to offer a Basic Needs Center that is here to help provide food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and some supplies, you know, basic needs for any student that is hurting in these areas and in a situation where um, they're not able to sustain these basic needs and it's becoming a hurdle to their success as a college student. I had the fortune to talk about people at the Basic Needs Center and I am really proud and at the same time sad to see that the student has to go through that basically they are serving the needs for the student food shelter and transportation those three are the main things the basic need center is addressing for the students at the community college and i feel really sad because we are in a society where somebody has to take care of those things especially for the students whose job is supposed to be just go to school Um, you know, learn a lot of stuff and be a better citizen and not to worry about the basic needs. So we know that there are students here at College of the Desert that are on the ball, are 4.0 motivated Mm -hmm. heroes that are full-time, nose-to-the-grindstone students that are taking their education here very seriously and doing their best to competitively earn grades and scholarship awards And in doing so, they are doing just exactly what is recommended and what they know is the right thing to do as a student. But uh, for someone who wants to transfer onto the four-year university of their dreams, what if they just aren't being selected for enough financial aid in the form of scholarships or grant money, and they start to worry about how they're going to afford tuition at UCLA or Cal State Fullerton or wherever it is, that they were hoping to get into a great program for mechanical engineering or whatever subject, whatever their major is and their subject of interest is. Mm -hmm. So again, one wonderful solution we have here at College of the Desert that applies not only to students that are either first-generation college students, meaning that their parents do not have bachelor's degrees or higher education, but also students who qualify for low-income or students who qualify for disability. Um, What we have here are these wonderful student support services at College of the Desert, such as UPS program, the TRIO programs, TRIO ACEs, uh, DSPS program, Veterans, Dreamers, New Horizons, Book Lending, and uh, any others that I'm forgetting to mention or go into great detail about. that can be found on the COD website under the Student Services tab. At the top right of the homepage, if you click on that Student Services tab, um, after clicking on that tab, you can scroll down to the bottom and you will see a list Hmm. of all of the student programs that are free for students to take full advantage of. And uh, they're just a part of the resources and benefits that every COD student should be taking full advantage of. I can say from having worked firsthand as an instructional support specialist 
specifically for the Tree Oasis program. I worked there for six years before I was blessed with the opportunity to change departments and get involved in um, my more creative side for the Media Center. I realized when I was working there, the majority of students are not aware whatsoever Mm. that these programs exist. And it's like upon enrollment, if you walk into the counseling center or, you know, if you if you walk up to a counter in person um, in the general counseling office or um, any of these other offices, you'll see these shelves full of pamphlets mm-hmm. and little flyers with printed up information regarding every student support program available. And students just walk on by and don't take any information with them. And a lot of the pamphlets just sit there and they start to gather dust. And it isn't until these programs uh, start doing physical outreach in the form of classroom visits or tabling on campus at college career fairs or transfer fairs and events and are literally passing out info to students as they explain the benefits of these programs, then they start to become aware Hmm. that these programs even exist and it's it's kind of shocking because you'd think that more students would be taking full advantage and it's funny because these programs have to meet requirements you know some of them to have um the numbers for funding so it's it's always amazing to me if they aren't meeting those requirements how because we have thousands of students Mm -hmm. and if they you know, max out at a certain number, it seems as though there would be students beating the door down to get this financial aid that comes from, you know, the federal government in the form of grant money that goes into these programs. So it's basically just free money. And with a student program such as Tree Oasis, you have a large group of students that qualify for low income or as first generation college students who then receive the benefits of laptops, mm-hmm. calculators, textbooks, you know, these gra- these aren't just any calculators, you know, these are the graphing calculators yeah. that you that cost $100 or more for your all these math requirements that you have um and then they also receive highly specialized counseling where the program counselors get to know the students more like on a first name basis and it starts to become almost like a little family because um, they start to see students coming in and utilizing the study labs and meeting regularly with the counselors or getting help with assignments from the instructional support specialist using access to the free one-on-one tutoring Mm. and they see students really pulling the grades that they need to get into a good university such as one of the UCs Um, if you have the grades which is usually at least a 3.0 GPA or Mm -hmm. anything 3.0 and above you get into a UC not a Cal State but a UC in particular And they are going to give you what is called a blue and gold scholarship for Mm -hmm. any student with a family income of $80,000 or less, which means that when you fill out the the FAFSA, I never say this right, (laughs) F-A-F-S-A, the FAFSA, or the application for federal financial aid, you will qualify for fully paid tuition. And then for any student that is above that level of income who is pursuing specifically a teaching credential, I believe the maximum family assets that are allowed now are at 217,000. 
and that is still to receive partial tuition coverage in the form of grant money, which is money that, of course, you never have to pay back. So for students not to know this, I, I cannot stress enough. It seems to me like there, there really needs to be even more education being pumped into mm-hmm. financial literacy. Um, you know, to know that these programs are available, how to qualify for them, and for all the financial aid available, I know uh, the Trio Aces program used to give workshops on financial literacy <laughs> and make it part of the requirement in order wow. to exit the program simply because when you go to fill out that FAFSA, uh-huh. you know, even if it's an online application, it's pages and pages long. Yeah. And it, it requires your tax information, requires all these, you know, different pieces of information that you better hope you put in a fireproof <laughs> file file cabinet, waterproof file cabinet somewhere, you know. Then you're agreeing to accept the terms, you know, with the financial aid, which may be thousands of dollars that they're going to send you immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically just signed a loan agreement. So even if you, you do know what's written there, you know, or if you don't know, you need to really read that fine print of that agreement. Or if you don't know the difference between a Pell Grant or a subsidized loan or an unsubsidized loan, you could very easily get into trouble later on down the road when suddenly you realize you have accumulated debt in the form of an unsubsidized student loan hmm. that has been accruing you know, interest since day one, the first day they sent it to you because they sent you this check for 5000 or $10,000, mm-hmm. and now you're in trouble because not only do you owe it back, you owe it back with interest. And then the even sadder thing is realizing that you maybe never even needed to accept the portion of the loan that is unsubsidized, meaning that it started accruing interest from day one, the first day that they sent it to you. And honestly, what you could have done is filled out a loan refusal form Mm -hmm. and refused to accept uh, any portion of the loan that is unsubsidized or both, if you so choose, you could simply check the box, I only want to accept Pell Grant Hmm. and that's it. And then get a little job, you know, or, or accept the Pell Grant and also the subsidized loan, which is not accruing interest, and then pay it off little by little, like, you know, making a car payment or paying it in a way that's workable and manageable. So again, financial literacy, I tell people, you know, <laughs> students, you know, now that I've graduated and I'm, you know, in my career now, I always tell students that are here, financial literacy is above all the uh, most importance to the financial sustainability of every college student, especially at the community college level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is a really good explanation because I don't know how community colleges works or even any college work and what are the options available. But what sparked me to find all these things is the curiosity of me questioning why if somebody tells me yeah one credit is like three hundred dollars and i start with why is it three hundred dollars or how can i get it less than that so that Mm. really helped me to realize well if you ask enough questions or if you ask enough why at least you will get to know all these 
opportunities available for you i mean you talked about fafsa and student mm-hmm. aid but what mm-hmm. if i'm a student i don't want to incur student loan because i saw many people going through that rabbit hole there are other options available uh, if you are a student who never did your bachelor's degree and if you're working at starbucks for a certain number of hours a week or maintaining mm-hmm. the gpa mm-hmm. starbucks will pay for your college degree bachelor's degree at arizona state university and you don't have to pay anything there are many more opportunities out there depending on what you want to do and how you want to plan your career or you know your life you don't have to as a student always end up with a student loan if you are good right. at writing mm-hmm. grants and scholarships there are always thousands of dollars millions of dollars in the form of grants and scholarships each and every student can apply and the good thing is everybody can get a piece of the pie it's not like one gets all and the other one gets nothing no we all can share that and we all can make sure that we are not collectively in student debt where we feel like i don't want to go to school because i don't want to incur student debt and i don't want to pay just keep paying the student loan so what i tell student is like ask if somebody tells you this is the price tag for this object or for this course ask your counselors ask your friends hey do you know any way can we get it for a cheaper price or probably for zero i'm so glad you brought that up because in the trio aces office there is a three ring binder that is continually being updated and we called it the scholarship binder and so you can flip through it and see all the available scholarships from a to z and it's everything from sunkist mm-hmm. um you know different qualifications like if you happen to be of a certain nationality if you happen to be of a certain sexual preference mm-hmm. um everything from like uh different brands of aspirin coca-cola a lot of different products yeah. that offer different types of scholarships or for specific types of majors you just could flip through this book and flip through it and and uh it had the due dates and um you know all the application requirements there is also a course okay. that that is uh, taught here called intro to scholarships i believe it is still a non credit course but okay i took it myself a long time ago and the goal of the course is to have you apply for at least 40 scholarships again you're wow. also keeping a three ring binder but the whole point of the class is to have you graduate with enough money um earned in the form of scholarships to have you pay for your uh entire tuition beyond college of the desert um and then like you said Starbucks offering their own incentives program that helps you pay for your tuition i know the public libraries mm-hmm. if you specifically wanted a degree in library science they will definitely help you pay for that um lots of employers will have these incentive programs and so it helps to know is your place of employment a mm-hmm. business that also helps students pay for their college tuition or have some grants and scholarships so you said uh, the non credit program in- intro to scholarship and you mm-hmm. said the objective of the program is make the students to apply for 40 different scholarships is that during the course or throughout their term at college of the desert that was the goal i believe between the first class meeting to the end of the semester during okay. one semester to apply for 40 of them and keep track of them okay. in a three ring binder because you need paperwork for each one yes. that you apply for i believe it was 
Eve Marie Andrews that was teaching the class. I'm not sure if it's the same professor that is still teaching it, but she offered that class every semester. It was a late starting class, non-credit course, and extremely helpful to anyone who was Mm -hmm. interested in um, earning money for college via scholarships. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, I never knew that. If not, I would have taken that class already. I want to be attending school and learning more and more throughout my life. I believe that every human is a indefinite student. We keep learning and adding to our skill set and we go on with our life. So for me, having money set aside for education is really important. Right. So even with my own situation, I am still going for my master's degree and I am going to Berkeley College of Music. It's actually a private university, but they do at the bachelor's level. They accept the FAFSA Mm -hmm. as long as you are enrolled in at least six credits. Once you're past the age of 24, Mm -hmm. so again, there's things that that students have to understand about how all of this works. I was evaluated as an individual, so they weren't going off of my family's income. They were going off of mine. So they gave me some grant money. Mm -hmm. And then again, subsidized and unsubsidized loan. I only accepted the subsidized loan. So I graduated with my bachelor's with a debt still of about Mm $13,000. But when you look at it like this is a car payment and, you know, then you have your bachelor's degree and you're actually in a place of employment where you feel like, okay, I'm making enough money that this is feasible. I can pay this off. I can pay this down now. At the master's degree level, however, they only offer you one type of loan. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to accept it, then, you know, you're, again, you're going to be paying it, paying it, paying it. And it, it is a subsidized loan. Again, it's not something that's good, that that creates so much interest overhead. But master's degree level tuition is higher than yeah. bachelor's degree level. Uh, again, the only thing that makes it feasible is you you have to keep putting your best foot forward and apply for all the jobs that you can once you have your, your level of education. Mm-hmm. I must have applied before. They finally hired me as an instructional support specialist at College of the Desert. My job application count was probably at about going on 200, somewhere around there. And I had been interviewed hmm. by College of the Desert before. You know, you just, you keep trying. I, th- I think I had submitted at least 10 applications to College of the Desert. Wow. And then was finally interviewed for the instructional support specialist position for ACES. Okay. First. Um, and then after having worked there for about six years, this position opened up. And I always had so much fun when, when this hmm. station was Easy 103.1. I used to work here. So I had previous radio experience and had done a little bit of TV internship for CBS TV. And so it's just all about also, I believe, sustainability is about continuing to put your best foot forward against all odds. You have to keep going. There's going to be days when you feel terrible. You know, you have a little cold or something and you just you, you have to work through the headache. And a lot of people don't like that because it's not comfortable. It's not sitting you down in front of a TV and letting you watch SpongeBob or play your video game. <laughs> you know, you, it, it's, it's you, you have to do the thing that you have to do in order to get to do the thing that you want to do. Then, then you can have playtime. Then you can celebrate. But having the right attitude mm-hmm. is also going to help people to 
enjoy a more sustainable future. Hmm. That That's really good. I mean, we started with sustainability and I felt like we talked about financial sustainability for students in this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, correct me if I'm like going off the track, but from you, what you explained, I'm understanding that every student check if you can take the class intro to scholarships mm-hmm. and start applying them for sure. Mm-hmm. So loan is something that you have to pay back, whether it's subsidized yes. or unsubsidized. So when you're getting a loan, you have to pay it back, yes. but not the grants or the scholarships. Not grants or scholarships. That's grants and scholarships is money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can list that you spent it on all sorts of things, like including entertainment. Okay, But it's really, you're going to find that you need it for tuition because yeah. the tuition is expensive. So if you squander it on quote unquote quote entertainment, that's nobody's fault but your own. The difference between subsidized and unsubsidized loan, that's a big one for people. So Mm -hmm. subsidized means that you have zero interest on that loan for up to six months after you graduate. So a lot of people are like, okay, now I have my associates or I have my bachelor's Hmm. and I have this this debt. So now I'm going to take my degree and go out and try to find, you know, try to land a good Okay. job with my piece of paper that says, hey, I have a bachelor's degree mm. in such and such thing. And so generally, you're you're going to find someone that's going to hire you somewhere. So then again, you're able to pay it off like you would in the form of a, a car payment. It's not going to start to accrue interest, interest. until six months after you've, you've mm. graduated. Unsubsidized loan means that the day they cut you the check, okay. it starts to accrue interest, interest. And whatever that percentage is, it's going to go up and up and up. up. So I, when I looked at you know my expenses and I did the math and I said, to cover my tuition, really, I need the grant mm-hmm. and I need the subsidized, subsidized loan. loan. This unsubsidized loan would just be extra money okay. that I could have yeah. if I want to have this and feel the sensation of having mm-hmm. money. But in reality, I don't have it because I have to pay it back. And not only do I have to pay it back, but I have to pay it back with interest. And then a lot of people don't know you can sign a loan refusal form. They have n- that's another thing. They have mm. no clue. They've never. They're like, what is that? I've never heard of that. So I fortunately had an older sister five <laughs> years ahead of me who went through all of her college uh, university education as well. She went to Cal State Long Beach. Mm -hmm. She went to um, UC San Marcos. Mm -hmm. She is now the principal at uh, Sal Martinez and taught her little sister a little bit about financial literacy, fortunately. (laughs) And it's not just for the loans, but every time you're signing an agreement, any kind of agreement, there is a certain period of time where you can refuse the agreement and cancel it. People does not know that. I mean, the most common thing I see students applying is for credit card, whether they know about it or not. Mm -hmm. But once you fill an application and they approve it, there is a certain time limit, whether it's three days, Mm -hmm. seven days or 10 days or one month, depending on the state you're living in, city you're living in, different iterations. Still, you have the right to say, hey, I do not accept this. I know a lot of people are very tempted to say, I need this laptop and I don't need just any laptop. I'm somebody who's working, you know, I'm a media student. I need Hmm. this $3,000 MacBook Pro, you know, okay, I'm going to put it on my my Best Buy card or, you know, whatever credit card, like you said, and they're giving me a deal where I have a year to pay it off, Mm -hmm. but I'm only able to pay it off $50 a month. Yeah. So 
you're going to get in trouble, trouble if you do the math, right? So um, it's it's little things like that that make these other programs great if they're going to mm-hmm. let you borrow a laptop. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at your homework assignments and saying, okay, I really didn't necessarily so need that MacBook Pro. Particularly Trio Aces, I know mm-hmm. they were um, loaning out. When I worked there, they had some brand new Dell laptops that okay. were, they did everything. This has been For Our Future. Again, I'm your host, Selena Gentry. And I'm your host, Prima Walker. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. If you enjoy what you heard and found our information and solutions helpful, please let us know by commenting on our social media links via codroadrunnerradio.com. And please also join us next week when we will talk further in regard to sustainability and how it applies directly to us here at College of the Desert with our episode explaining food justice and the importance of composting. Solitude.